Okay. I am a cyber pirate. You are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. I am coming to get you. Hey! You are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to grumpyguybjj.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is This is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination, combination of those two vitamins, D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month's supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it. It helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last, but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, In the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Boom. We're back. We are back. Now, it's our first episode of 2019. Yep. 2019. Have you had to scratch out 2018 yet on any of your forms? Oh, yes. At work? Several times. <laughs> I'll be good, and then all of a sudden, then I'll just be like in a hurry doing shit, and next thing you know, I have like three pieces of paper filled out with 2018 on it. God damn it. Dang it. Yeah. I scribble them out. Yeah. I haven't written it out yet, but I've had to catch myself typing it out here and there. So, but, uh, yeah. Typing it out. Fucking computers should just know that. It should. It's bullshit. Sometimes. Well, you, anyways, I'm not going to go into all of the boring ass reasons that I find myself having to type out the year. TPS reports. Yeah. Well, you know, copyright, blah, 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 you know, anyways, there you go. So you made me do it. (laughs) (laughs) I, on on that ridiculous note, I asked uh, Alexa this morning if, I asked her two questions. First, 
I asked her if she worked for the government. She gave me a very, she said, no, she works for Amazon. Okay. And then I asked her if she's spying on me. And her answer was, she only sends audio recordings to Amazon when I talk to her. That was mm. what she told me. That's what Alexa, that's you had a conversation Alexa, That's what Alexa told me. Wow. Yeah. So. I ask Alexa a lot of questions just to see what she says. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But, uh. The other one, she gets stumped a lot. She's not very, she's smart, she's smarter than Siri though. Oh Yeah. Yeah, Siri. And since hilarious. I've been using Alexa, like Siri fucking sucks. Yeah. And very rarely does Siri work good on my phone. Like I ask her to do something. Right. It's just it's it's almost pointless. Yeah. I mean I, I don't understand why why they're so shitty and Alexa's like I can yell from across the house to turn on lights and Alexa will fucking turn them on for me. Like no problems. I have no clue, man. I don't know. I think Apple's slipping a little bit. Mm-hmm. Think that they're and what's crazy is I'm just using that little Echo Dot. It's like a little $30 device. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's mm. what we had before we got our Google Home. But same thing, man. That thing mm. will freaking, it'll hear you and give you what you ask for. And it's, uh, sometimes it'll get stumped. But yeah, we had, remember Kiele, this was several years ago. So I know it's gotten better, but obviously not that much better. But she had a Apple iPhone and Dude, that was, we used to just sit around and ask Siri questions just to have a good laugh because uh, it was like you never got anything useful uh, from it. And and if you did, it was, let me search the web and it would just go to Google. And I mean, honestly, that's the problem is when you're, uh, in, in my opinion, because I mean, those things have direct access like Android-based stuff is, dude, isn't that Android's Google's? Uh, platform like that's their open source um, software and so that's why the pixel like it runs the it runs that and it's um, but anyways you're you have like direct access to Google and which is basically the internet and basically all of that information and when you're Siri you don't and so you got direct access to whatever Apple does and then the rest you're trying to go to that other source and so there's just that extra step i think that kind of fucks it is it was new you know they were when when siri first came out you know again it's you couldn't be able to talk to your phone and have it talk back to you and be able to say shit like set an alarm or you know set a, a date in my calendar and have it do that like who the fuck no one could do that that was crazy so when she first came out it, you were willing to deal with those issues because, like, no one else could even do what she was doing. We're talking about she, like, it's a fucking person. It is, basically is. Basically man. is, man. It's a, it's an entity for all intents and purposes. But, uh, um, but yeah, just as time goes on, I think that's the problem in general. Like, it's when you're innovating stuff, everybody else is coming along, and it's easy to be like, oh, so. That's what, you know, dude, it takes so much effort to, cre- to b- create something like that wasn't there before. And then everyone else has the luxury of being like, oh, okay, now we don't have to go through all that work to get to this point. We can just, do, you know, take what you did and then start figuring out well, how can we do it better. 
which is good, but it's if you're not if you're the person who innovates and that's not your attitude, you're not always looking at like, dude, we suck. Every year it's like we suck. Like that's how Apple should have approached this shit. Every year is like the iPhone sucks. Like what do we do better? Every year they're like, dude, iPhone's so great. Like, you know, how can we make it a little bit greater? So and eventually you got people coming along and they fucking surpass you. So that's my my Makes sense. opinion. I have, I'll bring this up and then we'll stop talking about these fucking robots. I had some major first world problems yesterday because you know I got like I got a, a majority of all the lights and shit in my house are all connected yeah, yeah, through yeah. a hub and through Alexa. So I do. I got it all set up, man, to where I can just like say. Uh, good night, Alexa, and it'll fucking just shut down my whole house. Make sure all my lights are shut, my front door's locked, and everything. You know, I got all these different things set up, and for some reason, man, if all my light switches, all my Z-Wave switches, fucking got disconnected, and I couldn't find, they wouldn't respond, and I couldn't get them to reconnect. Dude, I spent like two fucking hours yesterday. I had to go th- first. I had to find, figure out. I, I like was troubleshooting. I tried a couple things. It wasn't working. I had to figure out how to factory reset. Not only my hub, then I had to go through and factory reset all my switches. I get there's a little fucking tab on there. Yeah. I had to, of course, I had to look it up on YouTube. You had to like pop this little fucking tab out, push the tab back in, hit the on button 10 times. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that factory reset it. And that got me back to baseline. And I had to do that for every fucking switch in my house that I had connected. I was determined though. I was yeah. pissed. I was so fucking pissed that. For some reason, they just all stopped connecting. Well, something, yeah, what choice do you have? I was, it was bullshit. I was so pissed that I couldn't turn my lights on just by t- talking to it <laughs> that I had to go back and fix them all. That's funny. You, still, like, you can still turn them on. Like, oh, still, you can like, still yeah, turn yeah, them on yeah, by yeah. hand if yeah. you're living in fucking 1990. No, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I had that. Remember that stupid faucet? that uh, The touch faucet? The touch faucet yeah. that I had. And... I just always assumed that if the touch part stopped working, that the handle would work. And no, that wasn't it. That's why we got rid of that damn thing, because it broke. And it's like, no, the handle was literally just a flow control. Oh, it wasn't an on-off. No, it wasn't an on-off. Like the on-off, it was was touching, because when you touch the handle... Like that registered okay, as that, a touch. That makes sense. And so even even if you would like you know move it to the off position, you were doing it ma- what you thought was manually. But you were just touching. It was it. really a touch on and touch off that was happening, and and so oh. yeah. So man, my fucking and all of a sudden you're like, seriously, I can't use my my sink, <laughs> like my my faucet and my sink in my kitchen. I don't have access to, and. Uh, yeah, you realize how valuable that water source is. Yeah. But how lucky you are to have other water sources for sure. But um, yeah, that was irritating. So I had to, that's why we went back Important to the other, the uh, yeah, just the plain old, you know, faucet that on off. and But the touch was nice when it worked. When it worked. It was nice as hell, man. Yeah. Be able to have dirty hands and just hit it with your elbow. You see those commercials and it's like those fucking drug commercials. Everybody looks happy. But unlike the drug commercials, they don't have to tell you about the side effects of their fucking faucets. Side effects include not having access to your sink if it's if it fucking malfunctions or your you know your faucet doesn't work. And uh, yeah, so anyways, all right. Well, now that everybody's heard about Cut up our, our technology our first problems, world, our first world problems, <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we were gonna talk a little bit about some some stuff. I don't know. Do you have any? 
Did you come Pretty up with any? Well, oh, yeah, I do. I, so I started thinking about, I, w- I was kind of a little bit upset with you, James. After last hey. week, last week I brought up the scenario as if you fucking had been drinking, had some illegal drugs in your car, and you ran over a cyclist. Yes. What you, what you would do with the body. Yeah. And I couldn't really get you to play along. You really started thinking about it too much. I did. I you, thought about it too you much. You thought about it way too seriously. I'm like, no. Just how would you get rid of the body? I, I had one of our listeners come up to me and tell me how they would have gotten rid of the body. And so I was just a little bummed I couldn't get you to just admit the fact that, hey, this is how to get rid of a body. Well, if I Then had you went to, down the rabbit hole like, oh, well, I can't kiss my kids good, you know, good night if I'm the one chopping up bodies and all this shit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I know. All right, how are you getting rid of this body, James? I mean, Can honestly, it's acid or something, dude. You want to get rid of that motherfucker. Like, I don't like want Like Breaking Bad style, like a 50-gallon yeah. drum or some lie. Fuck yeah, dude. Put him in there. Yep. You don't want to fucking have that coming back and you just want to get rid of it. So, if you're just going to get ruthless, you just got to go... I think that's the move. 100% ruthless. When I worked at Halliburton, <laughs> we had bags and bags of that chemical. That exact same chemical they used in Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, to dissolve bodies. And I... There was part of me that I almost wanted to grab a bag or two of that just to just have in my garage just in case just they, one day things went sideways just on me. You never know. I had the option to put that in my bathtub and take care yeah. of things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't. Just so for the listeners out there, I don't have bags of lime <laughs> <laughs> to dissolve bodies. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. So, yeah, no, that would be it. If you're going to go ruthless, you got to go 100%. That's the, that's the problem. People fucking, they go halfway. That always just cracks me up, dude. Like back when I used to watch the news and you hear about these people, it's like, dude, you know, you'd hate to judge people even when they're doing like bad shit. It's like, you fucked that up, man. How can you be so... But yeah, most people just do it halfway. You know, like the motherfucker, remember the dude who robbed the bank in LA all his years ago and he fucking was just head to toe covered in fucking... You know, bulletproof vest and bulletproof helmet, and he had all the fucking automatics. And you remember that shit? I do. Dude, he had the whole LAPD just pinned down. He was just, dude, it was like a fucking scene out of a video game, man. He was just walking down the street, had them just pinned because they were completely outgunned. And, uh. You sure this wasn't Lethal Weapon 4? No, dude, it was a real thing. It was a major thing. I, I mean, maybe because I was living in California at the time. And, uh, but it was, like, I remember that, that changed shit because, like, the LAPD was literally helpless and getting fucking blasted because all they had, they had, like, they're fucking six shooters. <laughs> like, literally, you know what I mean? Six shooters and a shotgun. And this guy had, you know, fucking high powered automatic weapons. And was just covered in head to toe in bulletproof uh, Kevlar armor, and they didn't stand a chance. And yeah, eventually I think it was the SWAT, like they had to call in SWAT and, and get the heavy weapons out and all that shit. And eventually they got him and he fucking killed him or whatever. But it was crazy. But like that motherfucker, he went all in. All in. All in. The dude who stole a tank. Same thing, man. The dude who stole a tank. He committed. All All in. Like, if you're gonna fucking go over the edge, man, all in. Don't go halfway. And so, anyways, but that's just my... (laughs) That's my thoughts on it. I'm always looking like, God damn it, dude. You you didn't go all in. 
you just went halfway in. That's why you got fucking caught or stopped or. Can you imagine the, the fear that would be going through your mind, on the way home with a body in your trunk? So now you've been drinking, and you got a duffel bag full of mushrooms, and now you got a body in your trunk to take home and melt with acid. That drive would be a pretty intense drive. It would be. Yeah, for sure. That would be. I've had some drives with some weed in the car. <laughs> that felt the same. <laughs> Not the same. I'm sure it'd be more intense. I'm just saying. Like, I've been. Uh, I've had a few instances where I'm driving and been a little paranoid, but uh, still happens every time I drive through Utah. You believe that shit? You still got to drive through a state where if I got fucking. Is weed illegal? Yeah, still it's still illegal over there. It's because of the Mormons. Oh, it's crazy, dude. Because then, like, once you get in Utah, you go to Arizona, where I'm pretty sure it's legal now. And then you get to Nevada, where it's legal now. And then California. It's like, usually that's, you know, we, you're either driving to Vegas or California, something jujitsu, or just get the fuck out of the cold related. And, uh, yeah, like, I got to deal with driving through the state where you still got these fucking archaic rules. And, anyways. I'm not like, not like I'm carrying like fucking pounds of weed or speeding or anything, but it's... Uh, There's that gamble. There is a little bit, man. All, dude, I mean, it's, it's just stupid. It's just like this, the shit cops used to do back in the day when it was super illegal. Like if they found a little bit of shake, some revenants from rolling a joint in your cup holder oh, or something. Oh, yeah. They'd, oh, that's it? We're searching the whole fucking car. car. And just tearing it apart. Fucking idiot. All they have to do, oh, they see a stem on the floor, on the floorboard. Oh, that's it? Oh, you got drugs in here and they're just ripping your fucking vehicle oh, apart. Oh, dude, yes. Remember those days? Oh, yeah, that's man. That's probably what those assholes would do. I fucking, I've been there, man. Yeah. Yeah, spent some time back in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Like, they're fucking... I think Massachusetts is legal now. And back in the day, like, Rhode Island was ridiculous. Like, it was like, if you got caught with a stem or something like that, like, you, they were just going to fuck you over. So, like, you drove very slowly, made sure you did not have shit. Like, you think Rhode Island's pretty small? Yeah, you can get through it pretty quickly. Scott, Utah's big. If Utah's you're going big, all, if you're man. Going all the way across Utah. Utah's big. You've been that so. motherfucker for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, like I said, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, but it's definitely probably not the same as driving with a body. Probably not. And I like that I kept the mushrooms too. I guess again, all in. It's like you're gonna go all in. Yeah. I mean, so you already got it. a body back there. What, what's the difference in having a duffel bag full of mushrooms? If I'm getting mean? charged with shit, adding duffel bag of mushrooms <laughs> on to it. At least you can, as you're getting pulled over and you know it's going down, you can just try to eat handfuls of those mushrooms to make it I don't know that I would want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if that would, would be my best it would, fucking it would option, make it, man. It might make your first 12 hours Ooh. in the process pretty interesting. Dude, fucking start hearing sounds from the trunk. and Oh, God. Yeah, so, anyways... Maybe not a good combination. Oh, I would say only eat them if you're getting pulled over. Still. I'd fucking... Anyways. That would be tough. Would be tough. Might make for a bad trip. Yeah. Not quite a psychedelic actually. You know they're not whisking you. They're going to fucking... You're going to be there for a minute. Oh, yeah. You're going to start peeking <laughs> and the fucking lights will be going. And you're going to be like, God damn it. Freaking out, man. Freaking out, man. Freaking out, man. So, yeah. But, uh... Anyways, no, that would be my plan. I'd fucking, I mean, I don't know. That's if I brought it home. If I was like, if I was out in the woods, like, I don't know. That might be a different thing. Because yeah. driving home with it's a different thing. That's a different animal. Yeah, it's a I, different I think animal. If you, it depends on where you're at. If you're kind of out in the sticks, you know, 
Yeah. The idea might be kind of a shallow drag, shallow grave, and hoping for some coyotes or mountain lions to yeah. snatch it up for you. Yeah. We got a lot of mountain lions out here looking for a meal. Yeah. But they, do they eat that shit? Coyotes do. Mountain lions like to kill their food, don't they? I think so. That's what. She so might be kind of screwed. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what I'd do. Bear, bear, bear. So you, you do it in a way that you're, you would be implicated. Because that's the other thing too, is like, fucking just keep going. Like, if there's no, like, if it's a cyclist and you hit him, like, odds are it's going to be tough to, like, tie you back to the crash. True. And have Depending to, like, if you're, providing your car's not too fucked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but that's so if, if they did it in a way though where they're gonna tie it and you have to fucking deal with it, so then yeah, I guess I would be dragging Again, it off. You start to think about it a little too a little much. Too much man. <laughs> a little too much, Well, no, you know. Yeah, you gotta skirt yeah, to find if I got it. If I gotta deal with the body, then yeah. I don't know, yeah, I, I, I think I would drag it out, same thing. So, that drive home would be a little... That'd be intense. Especially if you just hit a fucking biker hard enough to where you feel like you got to deal with the body. You're like you're driving home with a fucking car <laughs> that looks a little fucked up, you know? Odds of getting pulled over are increased a percentage or two. You're fucking... Especially if you got a head, little star in that bottom yeah. corner is going up one notch, dude. Yeah, it's like, that head, you got a headlight that's pointing crooked. Yeah. Like blind an oncoming driver or something. Exactly. State patrol sees that. Like, oh, let's fuck with this guy. Yeah. He's up to no good. Yep. Can't fix his headlight. Exactly. Yep. They just half the laws in the book are just so they can pull you over just to see what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> That's my... That is. I mean, I think so, That's man. most of them. I think so. Half time I get pulled over, you can tell, like, oh, that's not really what you were looking for. I mean, I, I haven't been pulled over in a while. It's funny. When you become an adult and I think you stop driving, but also, yeah, when you just look like a dumb asshole and you might be pushing speed limits or doing whatever a little bit. Or if you just look shady. Just look shady. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, you get pulled over and it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I hear the words coming out of your mouth, but it's pretty obvious. That's not what the fuck you pulled me over for. Like, you're checking for other shit and it's either like, whew, I'm glad I don't have anything or like, oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah, I do. I remember. How hard is going to bust my balls? I remember one of the first ride-alongs I did. <laughs> we, I was, this cop, we pulled over by the set of railroad tracks and kind of incognito off the side of this building. Yeah. There's a railroad crossing there. And he and he, he was very blunt about it. He's like, no, this is a good place to sit because a lot of dirt bags drive through here. And then if I feel like I want to harass somebody or they look like they're up to no good, 99% of the time I can say they rolled through the stop sign at the railroad tracks. And so I, I had my reason, my probable cause to pull them over. And so that's what he would do. We would just sat there and waited like, oh, that guy's hat's crooked. Let's get him. Siren fucking bloom plays up on this poor dude. Fucking harass him. Oh that's exactly, that's just, he's like, yep, that guy looks shady. Nope, he, I don't think he stopped. He looked at me. Did he stop? I'm like, nah, I didn't see him stop. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so rotten. Uh, it's profiling, man. Hey. For sure. It's part of the gig. It's part of the gig. You have they, to. They, there's all, I'm sure there's a whole section in the police academy that teaches you how to profile. Yeah. There's got to be in the curriculum. You would think. A book. A book and profiling. Here's how you profile. <laughs> Here's the guidelines for profiling. The characters the that game. you may face. <laughs> characters you may come across out in the world. And they teach you how to write up the report so it doesn't look like you were profiling. I'm sure it's a whole fucking thing, man. I'm sure it is. That's right. I'm sure it is too. So, right. anyways, yeah. Yes. 
I'm most, just for the record, man. Most cops out there are doing a good job, but oh, yeah. we trade with a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's <laughs> when you. <laughs> I've been involved in a few instances, though, where I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So, there you go. Anyways. Anyways. How did we get, I don't even know how we got going on that. Oh, oh New Year's resolution. We we're going to talk about plans for the new year, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Maybe trends. Some fucking trends and shit, yeah. Did you, end up, gonna... come, did you end up coming up with any uh, resolutions for yourself? Some resolutions, well. Goals. I came up with a, with a few. One... I want to uh, keep learning to play the guitar. So I set a goal of learning a new song every like 90 days or at least like getting going with it. So is that, I mean, I'm so uninitiated in like musical talent world. Is learning a new song in 90 days a pretty feasible task? I have not the fucking slightest clue, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm going for it. Like, uh, because the, uh, I, I want to, I just want to set a goal, like, you know, it needs to be tangible, like, mm-hmm. say, like, keep learning to play guitar, that's what I put down first, and then I'm like, that's, that's gonna mean jack too, shit. It's too bad. So, uh, my goal is, by the end of the year, like, so I don't need, I don't need to have it <clears throat> down where I can, like, fucking, you know, I'm, I've mastered the song, but at least start working on it, and be able to hack through part of it where I'm like, okay, I'm... I'm working on this song. I don't know. It's kind of like, and I'll, I'll keep working on it. I kind of figure it'll be like jujitsu where, you know, you start working on a move and you just kind of get it to the point where you feel like, all right, I know I got a lot to work on, but um, I, I understand what I'm trying to accomplish here and I'm going to move on to something else. And that's, uh, that's my goal. So, or one of them. And then I want to get up to 175, man. That's, I want to end the year... At uh, at one seventy five. How much you weighing right now? One seventy one this morning. So when I started this whole thing, it was like one sixty eight. So. And are you really how are you really tracking your calories and going from that route? You got you got to bulk up, man. You got to figure out where you're at, how much you're eating. How much increase you need to do because you don't want to increase too much and get fat. That's true. You know, you got to get systematic here. I'm surprised you. You know what's funny is like you love data. Like you got these fucking chest straps and Fitbits and you're keeping track of all this shit. But then when it comes to nutrition, you want to bulk. <laughs> it's like you refuse to count calories. Like you got to start counting these motherfuckers, dude, if you want to bulk. You got you got to. I, I'm like I'm a firm believer in it, dude. If you want to put on some muscle, you got because you'd be surprised. I bet you'd be surprised at how few calories you eat. Because you don't eat a lot. You know what I mean? You don't... Well... I see. I mean, yeah, I, you'll, no. you'll, you'll fuck off here and there. You're not super strict, but you're not a slob by any means. No, no, But I bet you... I bet you, like, if you were to track, I bet you you don't eat very many calories throughout the day, man. Listen, here's here's my deal. This is my Bugs Bunny defense. I don't believe in all that calories in, calories out stuff. It's kind of like gravity with Bugs Bunny. You know, if you don't believe in it, it won't affect you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know there's something there, but that's not all that's there. And so I choose to just focus on all the all that's not there. So, no, I know what you're saying, right? Because, But the thing is, is there's, there's definitely, uh, like, yeah, I don't know how to put it. Like that's, it's not, not untrue, but there's definitely more to it. And so, and that's just my excuse because counting calories is fucking 
is uh is tough some effort it's some effort effort. so i guess like my 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 uh yeah i think you're gonna have to man i don't know i I really honestly i mean we're not young anymore yeah and so putting on muscle is not gonna be as easy as it once was and it, it was we, never easy. It was never easy. I mean, you're never not a giant. Easy. You're not a big guy. You, you no. and I are kind of built the same. It's not never easy for either one of us to like just start lifting heavy and put out muscle. Yeah. And I, I think well, it's, see, I think it's a piece of the puzzle you're gonna have to incorporate. Well, here's the so I, all right, couple things, couple things. So, um, well, no, you're absolutely right with the calories and like that. That's where you need to start if you're if you're you know, uh, for sure and. So I'm just making excuses. I just want to be clear on that. I know I'm making excuses. So here comes all my excuses. I'm ready. I'm you ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking black belt in excuses. I know. I'm prepared. <laughs> so, um, one, the, like, I, like, at one point, I, like, 175 was more like my set weight point. Like, I'm not really, so I'm. I started out and I remember like really having to work hard to get over 170. Like, so like 160, 165, like that was kind of like my first natural weight set point when I started lifting weights and, and, you know, really kind of getting into it, trying to bulk up and I was doing my creatine and eating six times a day and, you know, my fucking myoplex and all that shit. And then, uh, eventually and dude it's funny it was the workout that i'm doing now i told you like i i got up to one like 95 and eventually i got over 170 and then like i whatever it was man i i this workout the with my diet like all these things and i wasn't counting calories at the time that's you know the, the thing like i'm never counting calories because it's never been uh i've never needed to worry about it from a fat loss standpoint and so the um when I got up to 195 and then I, I stopped doing the workout and I kind of cut back, I was like, man, this is just getting too big. Like it reset, like my, my set weight point was 175. Like that's where I came back down to. And that's where like I stayed like really easy. I didn't have to make any, you know, uh, concerted effort to do that. And then it was when I moved here and I started riding a bunch. And then really it was when I started doing jujitsu that I stopped, I just, I didn't, I didn't lift as much. I didn't do the same volume and my workouts were just, you know, different. And so, and that's when my weight started dropping and I started getting down to where I was like more 165 and I got down to like 160. I remember like for one of the fight to wins, like I had to weigh 160. So I fucking sweated it out in the sauna there till, so I got all the way down to 160. But so I guess what I'm saying is, is I feel like my body it's not like i'm trying to put on weight i'm really just trying to get back up to where like my my set point was and that's why i think like i haven't really done much and i'm already up to like 171 like i don't i think that it's just going to be a matter of uh the the workouts like i said more just kind of how i'm lifting and so and when that so for me like the the nutrition side like counting the calories and things like that come in for me when i hit a wall and like things aren't working but anyways that's my there's my fucking excuses for why it, i'm not it's not bad like i see i see what you're saying i think you're gonna hit a wall pretty fast yeah. just just lifting and not if you want to get 
you bring any more out of it, you're going to have to go on a little calorie surplus. Yeah. And start tracking. You're going to have to. Yeah. It just, I, I, I firmly believe, like, you can come up with all the excuses in the fucking world, man. Like, it just, it's science. All right. Man. We'll see. It's science. It's science. It's science. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it is true. Science is, uh, because it doesn't, I mean, and it's not something you got to do long fucking term. You, you do it for like a week or two just to see like, oh man, I'm not eating nearly as much as I thought I was. Yeah. Okay, let's increase it by 500 calories or 250 calories even. And then, okay, that's just one extra protein shake or one extra meal or whatever. And that's just, so once you do that, like, okay, I want to increase it by 500 calories a day. I just add this in one more time a day, and then you then you don't have to track anymore. Because then you, if you just kind of stick with this about yeah, the same yeah. routine, you're pretty fucking close. You know, okay, I'm eating a little bit more than I had planned, yeah. and now I should be in a surplus. And then you know, because you know, when it comes to tracking, yeah, it is. It's a fucking pain in the ass, dude, to do it day in and day out. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, you're always typing it in. I mean, old old days, you're always writing it down. Nowadays, it's a little easier. Right, you can you know type it in and keep track. But it's still, you have to take the time to do it. And and then if you're getting serious with it, you're not eyeballing how much you're eating. You're fucking weighing shit. You know what I mean? So it does. It just snowballs into like, yeah. It's it is. It takes an effort, you know. But yeah. I think you're gonna have to do it, man. You're fucking what, 43 now? Yeah. You know, I, I really think it's gonna go that route. Maybe. <clears throat> we'll see. I haven't really like focused too much on my nutrition yet, so. I know I can do a much better job. I have a lot of holes I can fill before I even need to start worrying about counting calories. Well, the fun part so, about getting big is that you just get to eat more. Yeah, but I don't like to eat is my problem. Like, it's not... I mean, I, I do, but I, I don't know. I don't right. really, like, that's what you're saying. Like, I can, It's hard for me to sit down and eat a bunch of food. Like, I cannot sit down and just eat a bunch of food at one sitting. And so I'll tend to snack... In, or you know graze or whatever the hell you want to call it but um but yeah like eating like it's not uh I know but I, it, that's always been my struggle like even when I was trying to be the, the bodybuilder and I was eating every three hours it, it wasn't fun I didn't enjoy it and so it uh it's never yeah, been I, that, that that's way. a pain in the ass having to eat every <clears throat> you know that was the old bodybuilding mentality you know yeah eat every three to four hours like that's fucking exhausting. I, I don't. I don't like doing that. Yeah. You know, but I, I try. I make sure. I, I treat it just like, you know, you got to fuel the fucking vehicle you're running. You know, and I, it, it's tough. Like I, I don't like sitting down eating huge meals either. But I, I will try to structure. I know if I'm gonna be gone and doing shit all day, doing this or that, and I'm not gonna sit down and eat. There'll be a lot of times. Okay, I'm gonna eat a bunch in the morning. Right. Because that's going to fuel me throughout the day, get me and do what I got to do, and then I can eat again when I get home. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll play with it like that. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of eating breakfast. I don't like yeah. waking up and eating a lot. But there's kind of some days where I almost feel like I have to, just because I know I see what's coming. Like, all right, I'm going to be putting on a lot of effort today. Like, I'll do that on snowboarding days. Because I, you know, I don't, right, yeah. don't want to buy food up on the mountain. It's expensive as shit. And I don't want to have to take a bunch of fucking food with me. Right. So I'll do that a lot. Like, I'll wake up and eat a bunch of, you know, eggs and kale. Just fuel up for the day. A little more, a little bit heavier than I want. But then I can, I can be, I can ride all day until 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and not need anything. Right, yeah. And then by the time I get done, I'm, you know, fairly hungry. So, you know, I play with my activity like that and food. But, yeah. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do stuff like that, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, and yeah, in general, though, yeah, it's not, 
like eating more food doesn't necessarily equate to like yeah that's that's good so um but anyways we'll see how it goes I don't know it's, it's funny I'm, I've never been the nutrition guy it's just never been my uh, my I, I mean I know a bunch of shit and I can definitely but like when it comes to like counting calories either myself or wanting to work with people on that level it's like man I just had never had any desire to like dig into that shit at that level and uh so I always left that to smarter people than it's me. A, it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. <laughs> Kelly was good at that, like working with her, because a lot of the ladies that she worked with were fat loss. And so, again, man, I know the shit. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not from lack of knowing. I know everything you're telling me. I have, I've sat on the other side and told this to people. Like, look, man, you're going to have to write down what you're eating. We're going to have to figure out how much you're eating and where we're making the the mistakes and we can do better and all these things and so um you know it definitely helps uh but for me it's just I've always just been like man I just want to fucking if I'm hungry I want to eat if I'm not hungry I don't want to worry about it and I think what it is honestly dude I got like like you're saying dude it's a pain in the ass trying to eat like I think I almost like I got so fucking sick and tired of eating that I just got to the point where like I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like I just want to like I want to eat when I want to eat, and I don't want to like be fucking bogged down with all this this shit. So I'm still rebelling, I think, from <laughs> the the other opposite extreme that I was at. So, but it's uh, anyways. That's just been my my personal struggle. It is a struggle. It's one of those things you got to find what works for you. You know, yeah. what fits your lifestyle good and how to incorporate being healthy or, you know, attaining goals with what fucking works with your personality. Yeah. And it really does because not everybody's can fall into that and work that. Like today, like I mean, I've had coffee this morning and we'll record this and go train. So I won't eat until 2, 3 o'clock this afternoon. But I'll be starving. Okay, I'm gonna go get a good workout in. Yeah. Go take some ass whoopings. Hopefully, dish a few out. <laughs> you know, but dude, I love that. I love like not eating all day, fucking doing stuff, work, working out hard, and then going home and just mashing some food before I, you know, finish my day. Yeah. But I'll probably only eat like twice a day. Right. And I fucking might only even be once. I might just go home and eat a, quite a bit, and then go about my day, and then it might be time to go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I said, I don't need to eat again. <laughs> well, see, that's just it, though. It's like, you're just kind of, you're, you're, you know, you're eating when you want to eat mm-hmm. and not so, and that's kind of where, like I said, where I'm, where I'm at with it. And so the whole counting calories thing, it's like I said, when I hit a wall, if I get to that point, I can see throwing that in. But I guess my thing is, is like, why, why start fucking with that when I don't have to, if I don't have to. If you don't have to. Because it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass, dude. It's a whole extra step to your day. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's, uh, but it is good, man, if you're trying to get your diet figured out because it's all about habits. I mean, that was the thing that, you know, what what we're talking about here, like if I'm trying to add weight or, and we're talking, you know, there's general things that you should be doing. Like if, if, if you're not eating clean, then like that's a good place to start. And that'll probably clean up a lot of stuff. I mean, counting calories and eating 2000 calories of fucking junk 
is not the goal really. It's like make sure you're eating clean and you got these basic habits in place. That's going to take care of 80 to 90% of what you want to do. But if you want to go, you know, you want to drop some weight, you know, trying to get ready for a tournament and, or you want to, you know, add some, a little bit more mass than your, your body naturally wants to do, then you're going to have to dial things in a little bit tighter. And that's where the counting calories and, and stuff like that comes in. So it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's both of them go together, but it's those habits and, but just writing down what you eat. And like I said, that was the first step we would take with people because you got these basic habits and we've talked about a bunch of these habits before and you can just have somebody write down. It's like, I'm not even worried about how many calories you're eating at this point. Just what are you what eating? What the fuck are you eating and yeah. what are your habits? And then fix those habits. And then, you know, once you've got those habits in order, you'd be surprised how much of the other shit takes care of itself without, like I'd seen that a bunch where like, you know, people never got to the point where they had to count calories but they still had to write down what you were eating. There's always, I, I think that that's like kind of the commonality. Like maybe you never get to the point where you're counting calories, but if you don't know what you're eating in the first place and, and you've never really like tried to get your nutrition in order, like you have to fucking do it. Like you can't just go from like eating Big Macs and, and you know, stopping by 7-Eleven and getting big gulps to eating clean overnight. Like you're going to have to write down and figure out where am I fucking up? What are the habits that I need to focus on? You know, where's the low-hanging fruit? What's the easiest thing that I can focus on and do better so I can start getting small wins, you know, little uh, that people need to get momentum going. So, but, so yeah, write your shit down. Just, well, see, I'm I, not going to. I think, that, no, <laughs> I think what you said, like, another, I'm probably kind of repeating what you just said, but I, in, in a different way is, I think a lot of people fuck up because you really just have your big rocks when it comes to being healthy, like moving a lot, or adequately, you know, eating clean, you know, hydration and sleep, you know, really kind of like these big rocks. And if you're not, if you don't have all those in order to, to a somewhat certain extent, you know what I mean? Like if you're sitting on your fucking couch eating organic gummy worms. Right. Like the fact that you went and bought the organic worms, you're worrying about the wrong goddamn thing. And it's only 200 yeah. calories. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're worrying completely about the wrong yes. fucking thing. You know, you got a lazy fucking lifestyle, you're eating a bunch of dirty food, but you make sure to go buy the all-natural hippie deodorant because you don't want to put chemicals in your body. Yeah. What, what are you worrying about here? Yeah. Like, you got these, all these other big rocks you should be working around before you start filtering it down. And there is, like you're saying, there's all those big rocks you can organize and get in line before you even need to worry about starting to fucking count calories. Yeah. Because that's just, once you get to that point, you're refining it. Yeah. And I think that's, I yeah. think that's basically what you're saying. No, no, no You've exactly. got all yeah. these other big pieces that yeah. you really need to line up before you, because, yeah, if you're counting calories and you're eating fucking Cheetos, right. like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Like, you're, you're spinning your tires. Yeah. Right? And that's what I was saying. Like, honestly, the, it is a little bit more than calories in and calories right. out. And there are some studies that have, like, shown, like, it's, you know, the math doesn't always make sense. Like, it's not always exactly this calorie in, calories out thing, both on, you know, weight gain and a weight loss, like, uh, side. So, <clears throat> that's why, like, starvation diets don't work. Like, dude, you got these giant calorie deficits, and yet somehow the body's not fucking dropping the weight the same is if you ate a little bit more and you, you know, gave it the right, you know, nutrients that it needed to feel safe dropping the weight. So, you know, but if you're, 
yeah. So, anyways, yeah. There's, there's just it, it's two sides. You, you gotta, you gotta understand how to balance this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Speaking of that, then I'll we'll get off the goddamn nutrition nonsense. I, 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 I witnessed uh, there was this little handful of people I work with that are probably like some of the most non-athletic, non-active people that I know. You know, just quite overweight, lazy motherfuckers. And they were all, you know, New Year's, so they're all on the New Year's resolutions. And they were all sitting around talking about the keto diet. Yes! And I just about jerked the fucking wheel on the oncoming traffic after hearing, like, some of the shit that... But now that I see that like, the keto diet has made it into, like, that genre of people... Yeah. I was like, holy shit, like, that thing... It's gone mainstream. It's gone completely mainstream. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And because then I was hearing some of the shit they were talking about, and I was just. I did really good at not getting involved. I was just kind of eavesdropping and chuckling on the inside. I was like, huh? Yeah. All right. Man, I mean, if it gets one of them heading in the right direction, but it. It uh, has definitely hit, like, the main. Well, it's just, it's the Atkins diet again. Yep. Like, people, like, we've, we've been, we've been through this before mm-hmm. it's just the re a reboot a reboot rebrand uh, yeah basically is what it is the, the, and you could go back even further than that I mean again I don't I, I just I, I remember I, you know there there are examples of people recommending similar approaches which are basically cutting out cutting out the fucking carbs man you know just getting rid of the the uh, the, the, the sugars and the carbs and just focusing on proteins and vegetables um so again yeah it's nothing nothing new but it's it's exciting when you can put it in a little package and you can be like put a name on it it's got research like that's the thing that gives it a legitimacy you know because it's like oh it's got research and science and shit behind it so the new religion of the times is signed off on it so it's uh and the one statement I heard that <clears throat> I I had to really bite my tongue to like just not give him a little bit of wisdom. One of the guys was arguing the benefits of it is that yeah, it's so great that such a good diet you don't even have to exercise on it. And you're not even supposed to exercise when you're eating the keto diet. You're not even supposed to exercise. All right. So now, <laughs> this is what he said, dude. I can't make this up. I heard that and I was just like, yeah. Well, oh my goodness. I mean, unfortunately, you see what this is. It's a double edged sword, man. I mean, you saw the same thing with kettlebells, right? Like, yeah. man, kettlebells are now to the point where you go to Target and they've got little fucking pink neoprene yeah. covered kettlebells. And, and along with that comes some of the most ridiculous, atrocious shit that you've ever heard. Dude, in fact, it's funny you bring this up, dude. I had somebody comment on one of my YouTube videos on the kettlebell swing saying that I was I was doing it wrong. And their their comment was that you're when you're doing your swing, you're supposed to uh, have your hands striking the inside. And I was fucking it up because... I was having more of my forearms, you know, mid forearms striking, which is just fucking hilarious because it's like, no, 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 like that's the opposite. Like, you know, when your hands are are the only thing here, you're doing the tipping thing. Like, I'm not pushing my butt back. Like, if you're going to push the butt back, like I remember them teaching that at the RKC, like you should be able to see their hands behind 
like their butt and or not or under their butt or else they're not sitting back and, and that's one of the common problems with the kettlebell swing is people doing the I call it the tipping bird because their butt actually just stays over their feet the whole time and they're just tipping forward and up but because they have that kettlebell to counterbalance them they don't get off balance right it's just like that little tipping bird thing and it's not the same thing as a as an explosive hinge and so like i've got this fucking you know i i'm like are you kidding me i've been fucking around with kettlebell since like 2005 2004 i've like trained with some of the you know and it's like are you fucking kidding me someone's out there coaching this like this person got told and coached that you're supposed to do this tipping motion basically but that's what comes along you know what i mean it's the same thing where i'm just like ah what the fuck man but, you know, that's what happens when things go mainstream is you get these people getting a hold of it and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just know this is hot and popular and they get this, like, peripheral understanding of it and start parading around as fucking experts. And to the people who know nothing, they sound like experts. And then people who actually know what's going on are sitting there like, oh my God, where do I even start? And the next thing you know, you're just surrounded by it, so... There you go. Yeah. That actually is a good segue to predictions. Well, it's, it is, but I'm going to fuck, fuck that segue up. Good. Uh, so I started listening to the David Goggins book. Okay. I'm almost, I'm probably three quarters of the way through it. Yeah. Dude, the way they did that audio book is fucking awesome. Because he, had, not only does the guy just read it, obviously what an audio book is. Right. Reads the book to you. But then after... It's pretty much after every chapter, like they'll have little breaks in between here and there to where they do like a little uh, impromptu conversation slash podcast. And, he, and, and so and the guy who reads it, I forget what his name is, and him and David will sit down and have a little conversation and he'll give a little more insight into like what just happened in that chapter, give some other stories. And right. it's fucking awesome, dude. It's a really cool way to do an audiobook. Well, it definitely makes it more... Uh... Um, a little more entertaining. Interesting. It is. Entertaining. It's, it's really cool how they did that. I was I was pretty pumped on that. I'm trying to find our predictions from last year. Oh. In case you're I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not sitting here just looking at Instagram. I figured you were just ignoring me. Ignoring you looking at the new Happy Gal account. <laughs> Happy Gal BJJ or something or Happy Gals. Yes. Our girls are now on Instagram. So yeah, now it sounds uh that um I mean, I think I mentioned this before, like, that kind of ties in line with, uh, you know, the, the, the Netflix show, you know, like take one thing and then try to find multiple ways to make it consumable. So like reading the book, but now the audiobook's different. Yeah. And so now you can, so he's, he's kind of got two different products out of this one thing instead of just like, how do I maximize this one thing? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, because it makes the audiobook totally worth listening to. It's cool. Uh, it's it's good. Yeah, well, we, I mean, but I like the book too. So, I mean, the dude's a nut job. He is a nut job, He's a, man. Straight up, he is a fucking maniac. We, we talked dude. about that a little bit. Like, there's definitely an element of uh, he's the, crazy. The old saying, man: if you're gonna be stupid, you better be tough. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying he's stupid. No, you know, man. In, fucking the, tough, in the book, he kind of admitted a little yeah. bit. That, uh, 
you know, he, he, he... Well, he calls himself like a knuckle-dragger. He's like, I just fucking put in the work, man. He's like, I'm not I'm not overly special or smart. Yeah. He's like, I just put in the motherfucking work. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, he, no, he did say, like, I, I, again, you may not be to the point, like, towards the end of the book, though, he does start to admit, like, it wasn't smart. No. Like, I didn't respect these yep. things like I should have. I didn't approach it, it from an intelligent standpoint i just had the attitude of like i'm just gonna put in the work i'm just gonna like outwork everybody and so but that's exactly what you know the thing is is like that's it like so it's not that there's necessarily a uh you know that's not i wouldn't say that's the best way to approach some of those challenges uh but it's inspiring like it definitely the point of like man you can push your body to to do things and and you can be dedicated to things because that's the thing too man like he found ways to get the work in you know he's trying to train for these ultra events and he's working a full-time job and he's like why well, you know ran to work and i ran home and i did this and it's like you know yes like people who say like i don't have time to work out it's like get the fuck out of here like you have so much time and so yeah it, it, like those elements were inspiring but i just i had a as a, as a coach, I guess, like, I always look at these things a little bit differently because I'm always looking at, like, okay, how are people going to take this? And what are they going to do with it? And I guess just in my world, like, I know, and I guess our world, really, man, you know there's dudes out there who are taking this shit. And, and you've probably fucking done it a few times yourself <laughs> where it's like, you're, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking going to get after it and, and <laughs> maybe pushing things a little harder and, and stuff than necessarily. But, you know, it's, there's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good book. It's you a good yeah, message. Yeah, you, you can't be an idiot and take the wrong message from it. Yeah. I would say like you, you can't skip over that part of his message. Right. Like he talked about that and he said it. And I guess that's kind of my... My thing is I can see people kind of glossing over the fact that he is saying like, man, that approach broke me. And like, I probably didn't have to break myself to accomplish what I accomplished because now I'm, I'm, I'm doing it way smarter. I'm performing better. I'm feeling better, you know? And so, you know, at a certain point, like, dude, we, dude, we were talking about, you got to the point where we almost died from not stretching. Yeah, I'm getting there. I mean, it's just kind of like the... Last quarter of the book, he's, yeah. he's, he's starting to touch on it now because yeah. that's where he's starting to touch on the lack of respect for the activities he was getting into. Like that first, you know, what was it like the San Diego All Day Race? Yeah, right? the hundred mile. The twenty four. Yeah. It was supposed to be twenty four hours, not necessarily uh, just a hundred miles. Right. That, that's yeah. where he fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. He said, "Oh, you didn't run for the full twenty four. You didn't run for the full twenty four. Good job. <laughs> Try it again." But he showed up to that with Gatorade, Myoplex, and Ritz crackers. Yeah, Ritz crackers. Having not trained for it at zero. Yeah. Zero. Like his cardio training going into it was like an elliptical 20 minutes once a week. Yeah. And just zero respect for what was going to happen. Yeah. And he, he admitted it. He's like, yeah, it was just, it was ignorant. Just yeah. I had no respect. And I just figured I'm going to outwork every motherfucker here. Dude, there was a certain point like halfway through the book where I, I, I told Kiele where I was like, man, he just did not respect what he was getting into. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know if that's necessarily like, a good thing or good message. So I was glad to see that he kind of, at the end, like he did say like that probably wasn't the smartest thing. I like, I probably should have had more respect and done a little different, but 
I fucking didn't, and now I can tell you that I ran on on broken legs and <laughs> shit like that. Like, oh my god, man. So, yeah. So yeah, it's a good good book. It's, good book. it's a good message. Mm-hmm. I still use it, man. I'll get out there and yeah. push myself a little bit harder, knowing I'm like, all right, dude, don't let your inner bitch get you. Or now he talked about how like you can you can trick your inner bitch. And I don't think he called it your inner bitch, but that's what you call it. So I like that term. And, uh, you know, he was, he'd be like, ah, you know, I wouldn't feel like going out for a run. So I just like tell myself like, ah, just get your shoes on and get out there for like, you know, an easy mile or two just to loosen up. And it's, and once you're out there, it's like, well, I'm here all now. right, man, well, I'm here now. And it's like, and, and you kind of knew full well, like we do that shit all the time. Like going to the gym, like I've done, ah, oh, I'll go in, I'll maybe do like one or two rounds or the infamous, like. I'm I'm not gonna go in and train. I'm just gonna go in and hang out. And it's like, no, no. You're just you're talking shit to your you're 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 tricking your inner bitch. You know full well when you get there what's gonna happen. But sometimes you gotta have that little just, like just getting out there, just showing up. Like is it's most of the battle. Like whatever you gotta tell yourself to just fucking show up. Whether it's a workout, whether it's jujitsu class, whether it's that fucking race. You know, like. Honestly, most of it's just showing up and then uh, figuring it out from there. But yeah, it's good. I like that guy. I do like so, that guy. I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I like his I, message, man, for sure. Just I can, I can just see some knuckleheads out just there showing up to hundred milers, like yeah, <laughs> Goggins. <laughs> how how much do you run? I don't. I got this. You run. I read this book. <laughs> Those shoes look brand new. Have you ever worn them? No. Today's first day. Bottom on the way here. Bottom on the way here. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that was his intention. But, so, I found the predictions from last year. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to make fun of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have weigh the fuck off. Uh, you know, man, maybe. You ready for this? I'm ready, man. Your predictions for 2018. Um, for jujitsu, we had leg locks. I forget what you were saying about leg locks. You remember what your prediction for leg locks was? Just you, leg locks. <laughs> okay, okay. I hit that one right on the head. Call me Nostra fucking Domus. Right, right, right. I'm sure if we listened to it, you went into more detail. <laughs> we didn't just say leg locks. Next, next. Uh, the EBI format, um, health, mobility, and and fitness focused, and self defense. I was wrong on that. I yeah. kind of thought a self defense trend would be more prominent than it is but it's still about the same yeah I've still seen a few things here and there but I remember at the beginning of last year it seems like Hickson was coming out with a bunch of self defense things if I remember right and I think I think that's kind of what got me thinking like oh man this might kind of catch on to being more popular yeah and it, it's still about the same I, you know I'm gonna agree with you but I'm gonna say like remember there was the Wagner uh, had his whole deal yeah. Where he just was calling people out. Remember he started, when he was fucking covering people's mouths from the back. And people started bitching about it. And he just was calling out everyone. Like the whole jiu-jitsu community. Like, well, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, this is a self-defense. Like, this is supposed to be a martial art. Like, you know, what what are we doing here? So, I feel like though that conversation um, was interesting. And I mean, there are definitely a lot of people who were agreeing with him is evidenced by the fact that now there's a lot of people fucking doing what do they call it the python or whatever smother i don't know they gave it a name oh i don't i'd call it the cosby the cosby 
Yes. All right. So, but yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, the self-defense is still kind of, you know, it's uh, um, there, but not a big part of it. The uh, So you had in the fitness side, odd implement training. It's about the same, that. right? It's, Still, yeah. Mace has gotten more popular. It has gotten more popular. I'd say that that's kind of definitely gotten gotten going. Uh, mobility stuff. I think that's. I think that's gotten more popular. That's gotten more popular year. for sure. Yeah. If you include like you know the yoga in yeah. that, like kind of awareness and use of that, I'd say that's definitely gotten more popular. Uh, online training. I'd say it's kind of the same. About the same. Yeah, wearables. As we both sit here with our Fitbits on. <laughs> so yes, I would say that that. Uh, that, that trend true. continued yeah um and proved to be a good one because the technology's getting better yeah you know, so yeah no it is it's definitely getting better i didn't it's the same thing with mp3 players man i certainly didn't have the first one <laughs> i waited till they perfected that a little bit before i got rid of my cds so i yeah. agree i remember the first one i had was an eye river was the name I of it river. it was named i river it wasn't an apple thing yeah it was, a, it was an i river mp3 player it was a fucking hunk of junk. Huh. But anyways. So. <laughs> see, nutrition, intuitive eating. Nah, I don't hear much about that anymore. No. Not unless your balls deep in the nutrition stuff like I am. The uh, eating for brain health. No, that kind of went by the wayside too. No, and then supplement simplicity. Nope. No. People are still just as dumb complicating the they, shit out of things. They are complicating things. <laughs> so, my predictions was uh, the EBI format. We both... Like talked about that. It was interesting because I feel like the EBI format. Uh, I mean, as it stands right now, they're changing it, right? Like they're so they're they're gonna they're doing team. They're gonna like they're gonna focus on the combat jujitsu and then start implementing some team events. Like my understanding is they're not doing any more just straight EBI, just straight like what we think of as like the sixteen man submission only. Uh, one night tournaments and so uh, you know I feel like that it kind of peaked a little bit obviously now that because Quintet came along like Quintet's like so goddamn exciting that and uh, and yeah I don't know why they need to do more of those Quintets yeah those, I, I really like that yeah no I do I, I think so too man I think those team I think that's probably a prediction that uh, I didn't have written down but as we're talking about like I think that yeah, I think the team uh, tournaments or team stuff, competitions are going to get more popular for sure. So, so yeah, but I think like the, they still, it's interesting though, because like they still call it like EBI rules, EBI overtime rules. I mean, there's other tournaments and, and things that, uh, that use that. So it definitely had a big impact on the submission grappling world and, uh, but yeah, it's like I said, I think they're going to keep doing the old format with the women's, but they're not doing any more of the men's, so I think that combat jiu-jitsu, because that was Eddie's original vision, mm-hmm. like that was the whole thing, like the whole EBI tournament was this, this like accident for all intents and purposes, like just something he got going just to kind of get the ball rolling, but his, his intention was always to get the combat jiu-jitsu, that was always his vision, so... I think now that's up and rolling because what February twenty second you got the four man tournament with uh, Gordon Ryan in it. Fabricio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyways, and that that straight combat jujitsu rules. Yeah, bitch slapping. Yep, combat jujitsu. 
So, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. At first, I was kind of hype on it. I've kind of soured on it, man. Honestly, I read it. I think I've said this before. I'd rather just watch. I'd rather watch just pure jujitsu or full on MMA. Yeah. This this weird middle ground. Man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I I agree. It doesn't do it for me. I'm a little. I, I see the benefit of it. Yeah. I, I do for self defense aspect, and there's there's good stuff to it. But as far as me wanting to watch it all the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm. I agree. I I like the old EVI format. I wish they hadn't like gotten. I wish they were continuing to do them, but. I guess it just kind of got tough. I mean, it is like uh, like the only person who gets paid is the winner. Right. I mean, there's no show money. You don't get paid anything unless you win. And you only get paid based on people that you submitted. And so, like, I guess, you know, it was things... People were starting to figure out how to job the rules a little bit with the overtime rules. And so, I can see why it might be time to move on. But, I mean, it was fucking... It was good, man. Like, those EVIs... Definitely did a lot for. I for think it's, what, it's it's weird. It's and also finding enough talent and finding enough high, you know, entertaining, highly skilled grapplers to fill the card. Right. And, you know, I, I think it would if you would just do like, you know, one or two two events a year. You don't have to put out. I mean, it's still a significant amount of money, but it's not. You're not doing an event every month, and you're not having to find talent to fill all these goddamn cards. Like that, that's a lot of goddamn work. Yeah. You know, if you only did a couple events a year and build the hype up to it, and, you know, it's kind of, it's like the old UFC model to where they only had, like, four fights a year so you'd get all pumped for it. Yeah. You know, but now they got, you know, fucking fights every weekend and you can't even keep track of it. You know, it's, I think that's kind of part of it, too. Is Yeah, they might have kind of eaten itself a little yeah, bit, right. like, but its own popularity. Yep. Did it in. I can see that because they were, like, pumping them out there for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was exciting, but yeah, I can definitely see how that'll get. It gets tough to that burn rate gets tough to maintain, and then you try to cut back, and it's just easier to just. It's like all right, move on to something else. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, it was good, man. I think it did a lot for jujitsu. Like I said, I mean that's the so combat jujitsu. Yeah, they didn't really like take off. I think it's still. I think the leg locks. Like my prediction with leg locks was that they were gonna start fucking they weren't going to be as uh the momentum was going to slow down a little bit that was your prediction yeah because you remember last I think, year i think dude, it was pretty accurate yeah last year was like in the wake of gordon ryan and craig jones yep. just you know blitzing everyone in the ebi formats and you know gary tonin and the whole dawn and her death squad like their whole thing was leg locks and heel hooks and everyone and so yeah i think so i like i said i think the that was my prediction. People were going to start figuring out how to defend them a little bit better. They weren't. The momentum was definitely going to slow. The pendulum was going to start swinging the other way a little bit, which I think. Well, I think we needed it as a jiu-jitsu world or community. People like, oh yeah, yeah. My, my feet and my legs are exposed here. Yeah. Don't forget about it. Don't forget about Respect it. Respect it. Yep. And that, and that's about where the momentum stops. Like okay, like if you don't yeah. really want to play the leg lock game, you still got to be privy to it. Yeah, you got to know what's going on, yeah. and and I think that's what happens. People just got more you know, aware of it. I mean, dude, 90% of leg lock defense is early detection and, and awareness of it. And I mean, I just know myself, like it's, it's so hard, like, you know, with you, because you know, man, like as soon as I start even just sniffing your ankle, like you are clearing knee lines, like you're doing all the things so that even if I fucking catch your ankle, 
there's really not a whole lot I can do with it. Like you've already got a good position and versus someone who doesn't realize like, oh, they don't realize like they're getting sucked into this and, and oop, oh, there it is. Now your knee line's stuck and I, I got you where I want you. And then it's a whole different battle and that's where people get freaked out. And so, I mean, we both train with people who just straight up even just start touching their feet and they, they tap because they're so scared of leg locks and it's like, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I, I think it's, it's good too, man. It was getting, uh, and now what's ironic is, you know, Gordon Ryan's last few, uh, you know, he's become known more for his back attacks and, and rear naked chokes and like the rest of his game. Like I haven't seen that guy finish someone off with a heel hook in a while because the quintet, he, they don't allow heel hooks and they don't allow heel hooks at, in uh, IBJJF. And those were kind of his last two Big hurrahs. Big hurrahs. And so, yeah, he couldn't even use that weapon. He was just taking people's back, choking them out, triangle chokes, arm bars. It's like, oh, shit. Like, but everybody has to respect the legs. And it's, you can see how it opens it up. It opens up other shit. The other yeah. shit because, like, they have to. And so, and that's that's well-rounded. That I think that's kind of, you know, where I'm, I think everybody's getting to it with, which I think is good, so... I think we did. That was a good prediction. You predicted that one pretty good. So, there you go. Um, man, my fitness shit. Crawling, get more popular. Don't no. Uh, steel mace, yeah. Uh, recovery, I would say, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, so, I will say, like, two of my predictions for this year, it's funny looking back, are actually, like, I think, like, the momentum's going to continue with those two things. Like, I definitely saw it, you know, you saw like the steel mace get more popular and recovery get more popular, but man, now they've got <clears throat> all these different options, you know, like whoop is a recovery monitor. Yep. You've got the Morpheus, you've got, I know that I've seen like two or three other uh, things. I know, you know, tracking your HRV is something you can do with a lot of the higher end Polar and Garmin, you know, stuff. And so I think it's going to kind of make that break kind of like the uh the ketogenic diet that it's going to become more mainstream like you're going to start hearing your average fitness person start talking about hrv and recovery scores and and uh so and then same thing with the steel mace like i think that unfortunately you're going to start seeing more and more Rub videos. Rubber-coated steel maces. Well. <laughs> Target. <laughs> dude, I'm wondering how they're going to make it safe. Like I, I have said, if there's anything that's going to keep it from making that final breakthrough to being in Target is the fact that it is a goddamn weapon. And it's, I, you know, I think they'll always, they're, they're, someone's going to mishandle that thing because I've almost had a few mishaps when I first started playing around with it. Someone's going to eat a handle to the face <laughs> or something and, you know, I don't, man, it's going to, and so I, I I think that there's going to be something that'll keep it from getting there, but I think it's going to become more and more, like way more popular. You're going to start seeing way more, uh, trainers, like, like we're talking about with the, unfortunately it's going to be like with the kettlebell where you're going to have a lot of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just see this cool, hot thing and they just start fucking around with it and, and, uh, I mean, I already kind of start seeing some of the videos that people post, but, um, yeah, I think that that's going to be, especially in the, in the grappling world, I think it's going to become like way more popular. You're going to see way more people working with it. So 
I guess like I don't know what the fuck that means. I just stole two of my my predictions from last year and just extended them out. You just scratched out the eight, put the nine on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So, but uh, and my other prediction is uh, glute training. I think that with that Brett Contreras, the uh, the glute guy working with the Atos team. And I've already seen some videos of Andre Gaval doing some work with that, the hip band, the, the thing around the knees. And so um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think like that the, uh, the, the glute training is going to be something people are going to become more aware of. Because right now, the, like I said, I think the, the, the big thing that Brett has done is help people understand that there's a difference between, he calls it glute training, and it is glute training, you know, you got to look at the different ways of training the glute, but the main one for jujitsu people is, is your bridging, like bridging and deadlifting are not the same thing. Like you have to have a separate movement. You have to have hinge, uh, squat, and then you have to have that third lower body movement, which is your, your bridging movement. And it's basically hinging without the knees. Right. And so that's the difference is like when you're hinging, like, are you using your hips that that hip hinge and yeah but you're also using your knees as well and so the difference is with bridging you want to use you, you don't want to use your knees at all you don't want any extension or anything if anything you want to keep the, the the heel sucked in tight as you bridge up and that's the opposite of what you do when you do a deadlift when you do a deadlift you're extending the heels away as you you know hinge through and so that's the difference to your body. They're two completely different movements, like moving the hips while keeping the heels sucked in tight versus moving the hips while pushing the heels away. They're two different movements. And so that's been the big mistake that we've been making, I think, in fitness in general. But with the jujitsu, like it's just people do deadlifts thinking they're training their hinge and, or, or they're, they're bridging and, they're, and, and stuff. And it's like, no, you have to train your bridging separately. You have to train you know, with the glutes, the, the ab abduction, like moving the knees out. And so, uh, like those specific, um, rotational, like the, the, the glutes are responsible for rotating the, the, the legs, um, in the, the, the hips and the hip joint there. And so you've got hinging rotation and, uh, abduction, basically moving the legs out away from the center line. And so those are the three roles of the glutes. And so, and those all have, when you think about them, are like, dude, every single one of those things are like fucking prime, super important things for jujitsu, like rotating through the hips, keeping the knees open and not letting them get smashed together and bridging basically. And so, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of my, I think that, that that'll be something the jujitsu community will start becoming more aware of is that, that that fifth or that third lower body movement, you know, that you want to add in the bridging and some of these. Other I hope aspects. so, but I'm skeptical because I don't think most of the jiu-jitsu community is privy to the fucking first two moves. <laughs> you know, there's a, you know, a lot of, a lot squat of the deadlift. The squat and the deadlift. Like a lot of jiu-jitsu guys don't like training yeah. outside of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That's true. You know, I don't know. You know, I, you know, yeah. It's changing. I, I think it, I guess, like, for me, like, coming from mountain biking, to me, every, like, there, a huge amount of people want to train, and, and, and I know it's not everyone, there's still a lot of people, but there's definitely a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community who, uh, 
who who train and and do stuff outside. I I, I think I mean I think there's more. To, there's more than like back when I first started. Yeah, but I mean, the problem is, jujitsu is so much more fun. It is more fun. That's that's I think that's the roadblock. Yeah, because people are like, oh, well, I'm getting a workout anyways, and I'm having more fun. Why right. Do I, why do I need to fucking lift this thing or do this? You well, know? you know, it's funny, man, because that's that's the and again, that's where kind of part of what we try to help people understand like why do you want to do that shit and it's uh you're gonna get more out of your jujitsu i you tell me if you think i'm wrong i've been thinking about this like personally i think that a lot of the reasons that people quit jujitsu especially if you man if you make it through the first few months of jujitsu like because some people it's like you know they're saying like you you get punched in the face and you got one of two reactions like fuck this or fuck you (laughs) right and so it's kind of the same thing with jujitsu like you're you have the you're in those first few months, you're going to have that moment, that proverbial getting punched in the face where like you're going to get a hard knee on belly. You're going to have like, something's going to happen that really fucking says like, man, can you take this physically and mentally? And I think you, that kind of gets people figure that out relatively quickly. Like the people who are just have that first experience and they're like, fuck that shit. Like that was terrible. The gi was like, all right, good. But man, if you make it through the first six months of jujitsu, like, you've gotten that proverbial punch in the face a few times. Like, you know, mentally and physically, like, you know, you've shown that you can grind through this, so why do you quit? And, you know, outside of, like, the reasons of, like, oh, you know, time or money and and things like that, which are are totally different, like, a lot of people quit, I think, like, they get get frustrated at their lack of progress, they get injured, and, you know, they end up taking time off and not coming back, and or... They just get frustrated at feeling like they're always gassed out or they're, you know, being overpowered uh, by people, basically feeling weak and gassed out. Like it, it gets frustrating, um, you know, feeling that way all the time on the mat and people can let it get to them. So all three of those things can be addressed with a good training program. And so like... For me, it's almost like, man, you're you're just you're stacking the deck in your favor that you're not gonna quit because you know that the odds are you're gonna quit. Like I even know myself. I'm like, dude, I'm I haven't fucking and even when you, we all know, like once you get that black belt, that's not the end. But I'm just saying, like we're just talking. Like most people do not get a black belt. Most people don't make that ten year whatever you know that journey. They don't accomplish it. Like the the numbers are fucking minuscule. So you know the odds are whoever's listening to this myself included, odds are you're going to fail. You're not going to make it. Something's going to happen that's going to cause you to quit. And all you can do is just try to stack the deck in your favor as much as you can to try to make sure that doesn't happen. Whether it's like, you know, crafting your lifestyle around it, making sure that you're taking care of your body, you know, eating well, all these things. Like these are the things that you can control and try and stack the deck in your favor to try and make sure to ensure that you when when either that roadblock never comes or when it does you have the tools that you need to get through it and keep going with the journey and if you think that just doing jujitsu like that's why most people quit because that's all they just do jujitsu yeah you're not you're not stacking the odds in your favor that way and you're not doing anything to try to ensure that you're going to make it you know to the end of the journey and so that, I think that's why, you know, why most people quit. So if you really love jujitsu and you really have fun doing it, like that's the irony. We talk about this, like you have to do the shit off the mat if you really love the shit on the mat, because without it, you can't do it. Like eventually something's going to happen. Eventually you're going to, 
you know, have to fucking pay the piper, like start work dealing with an injury or whatever it is. So that's the, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I like that rant. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think that, the it's real good. Yeah. More people would stick with jujitsu if they took care of themselves, took care of themselves Basically. and try to stack the odds in their favor a little bit more. Yeah. So, but, uh, so there you go. I like it. Yeah. I say we ended there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah man. Sounds good, brother. <laughs> All right, man. So on that we gotta note, drive, we gotta drive through a fucking snowstorm to get to the gym. Is it still snowing? Nah, it looks like it lightened up. Yeah, I'm sure the, I'm sure the roads are far, I'm sure the roads are fucked up though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll call it. We can pick back up next week. All right. Sounds good, man. Cool. See All you. Right. See you.